Hi, I'm Heather, and you're listening to the Holy Hotness Podcast, where we're just striving for holiness even with the world and life being a massive hot mess. I'm really excited that you're here, so let's chat. Hi, everyone. Oh, I just hit something on my computer and then my tummy rumbled. I don't know. If you can hear that. Uh, anyways, I am here. I'm recording. Nope. What's going on? Oh, something just pause. If this just isn't like the most professional podcast you've ever listened to. Um, ooh. anyways, we are, uh, it's a Thursday. I currently have an episode already scheduled for Friday and an episode ready to be scheduled for next Friday. So technically, I'm getting like over 14 days ahead with a goal of trying to produce one episode a week or post one episode a week. I'm really proud of myself. I'm trying not to be so proud of myself. I've also been really emotional lately. I restarted therapy Found a new therapist. Telemedicine is a huge blessing that has come out of COVID. You ever just sat back and been like, okay, this this whole past year has been an absolute crap show, but this blessing, like Walmart pickup orders, I don't have to go into Walmart to get my groceries anymore. And, you know, the fact that I don't have to wait in a doctor's office, I can just sit in my car and they'll call me when my appointment's ready. I mean, little, little victories, right? So anyways, I found this therapist. Um, on telemedicine and she, uh, it's been hard and like in a good way. So I'm in like all my feelings, all, all my feelings. My poor husband's like, have you been crying today? I'm like, yep, I'm fine. (laughs) Everything's good. But just getting it all out, feeling all the feels. Okay. So today's episode, I, I'm going to try to not talk too long. My laundry machine is going in the background. I can hear it. I'm not sure if you can. It's life. Kids have earned some screen time. We've got like precisely like 33 minutes until we have to leave for jujitsu. So, well, hopefully I don't talk for too long. (laughs) Sorry. Anyways. Okay. So today's episode, I'm going to try to keep it short and sweet, but I want to encourage you to work a little bit on your obedience when God's calling you to do something. And and I'm saying this because it's a lesson I'm learning that, uh, you know, I don't have a problem being obedient to like the things the big C church teaches us, you know, like it's written in the catechism. I may not want to believe it, but like it's there. And so I need to form my heart and my conscience around the truth instead of rebelling against the fact that I don't want that to be true. You know, you could talk about anything, how the church feels about abortion or, um, same-sex marriages or premarital sex or the use of birth control or even the necessity of confession. Like you don't have to love it, but you know, the authority is there and it's been given to us. And that, that kind of obedience is pretty easy, you know? Okay. Once you come around to the fact like Christ is the way, the truth and the life and okay. And, and he instilled, you know, he created the Catholic church as the church he created Okay, you know, the catechism is the official, you know, blueprint of what we are called to believe as Catholics. Like, okay, I may not, 
I may not truly, truly feel like I understand the Eucharist or whatever, but that's not, it's not up for me to decide whether it's true or not. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's kind of an epiphany I've had over the years. And this, this little, um, interpersonal obedience has been something I've been struggling with. So I've been for years now. And I mean, like my twins, my youngest ones are four years old now. So I'm not in baby stages. You know, they're not waking up at all hours of the night. Honestly, when they do wake up, I kick my husband and I make him handle it because I've been through two deployments where I'm, I have to get up when anybody wakes up. And so I'm like, payback. No, I'm just kidding. But he does. He, he generally wakes up and will soothe somebody back to sleep or whatever it is. And so, you know, I've, I've always known, I read the the book, the five minute miracle. I've seen people that I watch on YouTube, this like budget lady, Jordan page, how, you know, she woke up at 5am every day for 30 days. My cat is coming up to the microphone and I'm not sure if she's going to like bump against it (laughs) or whatever. But so, you know, it's, it's been brought to my attention many, many a times in the past few years, how I need to wake up before my kids. That's just the be all and end all of it. You might not be called to that. And so this is where I'm talking about like that, that very personal obedience to God. Because first it started like the world was telling me like, wake up before your kids. So you're not a crap mom so that you're not so because they wake up and the moment they wake up, guys, they are hungry. It's like you hit your feet hit the ground and you are sprinting for the entirety of the day, you know? And then because you're sprinting for the entirety of the day, when they do get to sleep, you feel like you need this big decompression time, but then you're also supposed to spend time with your husband and, you know, maybe you want to watch a show. And then I find myself like just zoning out watching the office for hours because I'm trying to like have some sort of zone out me time or scrolling mindlessly on the internet and, and Instagram and whatever. And then I fall asleep and it's like I wake up and do it, do it all again. And I was just short tempered. And I mean, guys, this is years. <laughs> so I've known that I'm supposed to like wake up early. We had some difficulties with, you might know if you listen, that I work out at the YMCA. I go to a certain class at a certain time. It's like my people. We call it book club. It's my social hour too. But we were having some trouble with uh, one of my kids and then two of my kids and then three of my kids. And then it became such a burden to go at noon. To go like middle of my day at noon was such a burden. It's like eating lunch was, you had to eat lunch at a weird time. And then I'm yelling at everybody to like, get in the car. We're going to be late, blah, blah, blah. So I told myself, okay, Mondays, my kids go do like a kid fitness class at the same time. So like Mondays will go at noon. But every other day of the week, I'm going to try to go at 530 in the morning, which was okay, except the days I wasn't going at 530 in the morning, I would sleep until 7, 7, 10, and I'd wake up when the kids woke up. And when I do that, I'm just a, not a nice person. Like, I want to have my coffee and, like, stare off just at the dishes in the sink and just, like, breathe before people start demanding things of me. And I can't do that when I wake up with them. So then I said, okay, on the days that I don't go work out at 530 in the morning, which would be... Monday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, I am going to wake up, get out my liturgy of the hours. I'm going to pray. I'm going to journal. I'm going to do all these things. Beautiful, beautiful intention, Heather. But in reality, 
if I turn on a light in my living room, some human can somehow see that light through the walls of this home and they would either wake up early and then I'd be aggravated that I my, my me time was, you know, there's my super selfishness, but you know, my me time's being disrupted. And then I was like, well, I won't turn a light on then. I'll just like have a little like tiny glow light that's helping me so I could read. Well, then I was falling asleep. So then it's like I'm slumped over for an hour and a half before the kids wake up. And it just was not, it was not really working. So our church is right, right down the road from the YMCA. And our church is absolutely blessed to have a 24-hour adoration chapel. Just, you guys don't know what you're missing if you're not spending time in adoration. And I think I'm going to do a whole episode on like what I do in adoration, not because what I do is what you should do, but just because you always hear about people talking about going to adoration and that you should do a holy hour in front of the blessed sacrament and all these things. But like, what does, what does one, not meaning the be all end all, but like, what does one do in adoration? What am I supposed to do while I'm there? You know? And, um, It's been really beautiful, a huge, beautiful addition to my life. Going from wanting to do a holy hour every week to actually doing two, three, possibly even four hours in the Adoration Chapel each week has been absolutely life-changing. And that's going to be a whole other episode. This is not about the life-changing aspects of adoration. This This one's more about the practicality of... Waking up and having silence before the world is allowed to, before you allow the world in. And I, when I first started feeling the pull to wake up before my kids, I just, that it has stood out to me in the Bible that even Jesus, even he who was, who is God himself would wake up early in the morning and go to a deserted place, go to a lonely, silent place to get his orders from the Father. You know what I mean? Like to get to to be in communication with the Father. And how can I possibly... He is God, guys. He is God. And he still needed to be in silent communication from the Father to get his orders from the day, for the day. And who am I, this broken selfish, selfish, prideful person. Who am I to think that I can at least know my path to holiness? Like it, it's like, we've been given the map to get to heaven. You know, we've, we've got, we even have people's journals, like literal journals from the saints of like what they dealt with, how they, what their prayer lives were. And all of those things are great. And I love that intellectual side of our faith. But if we're not actually in tune with the Father, then like there's no direction for our day. And I'm talking about like the little mundane things. Like, yeah, we know we should not go outside and murder somebody. But there's something about calming your soul and starting the day off, allowing silence to be in there. So I, you know, I either go to the chapel or I go work out. And it's great because the workouts, it's a 12 to 15 minute drive there. I either sit in silence or I talk out loud to Jesus, which is super weird. Um, but I, I have a friend that's in my Bible study who is a certified counselor. I don't know what the official title is. Um, 
she's just the most amazing wealth of knowledge and, and she's direct and she's just a beautiful person, like inside and out. I really, really admire her. And I, anyway, she's just a wonderful person, but she was talking to us one day, we were talking about prayer and I was kind of like, what do you guys actually do for prayer? Nobody has taught me. I've seen people pray out loud, like in a group setting. I know how to say the rosary, but like in your own prayer life, like how do you cultivate a, a personal relationship with Jesus? And she said that she, she has a prayer area in her home and she wakes up in the morning and she goes and she sits in a chair and the chair across from her, she imagines Jesus sitting there. And she, she got this from a retreat one time and sitting there and imagining Jesus was there, she started talking to him. And so sometimes it would be like, Hey Jesus, yesterday really sucked, you know, or you know what, Jesus, I'm, I got some beef. We got to talk. And, and I just, I looked at that transparency and the actual like act of friendship with Jesus. And I was like, Oh man, I want that, you know? So I've been able to, in the silence of my life, like God speaks in the silence and that sounds silly, but things seems clearer. So, you know, the silent car rides where I'm not like bickering with children to get their shoes on as everybody in the car. Why didn't you brush your hair? I'm just silent on the way to go work out. And I'm silent on the way back and the sun is rising and it's like, I can go home. I can take a shower. And like when the kids are ready for when they wake up at seven, 10 in the morning, I'm already dressed and ready for the day and I'm in the kitchen. Like I've already had two hours of me time, you know? So they're breaking my silence. Doesn't seem so violent to my peace. And I just want to encourage, there, there's a book called The Five-Minute Morning Miracle or Five-Minute Miracle or something like that. Years and years ago, I read it and it was really not the time. Like I had newborn twins. It was not the time to be trying to wake up at five o'clock in the morning, whatever. But they did say things like wake up, drink a full glass of water, prepare for your morning the night before. That way it makes it that much easier to get up. You know, you're not looking for your clothes or your shoes or your gym bag or the stuff you want to take to the Adoration Chapel, or even if you're going to go sit in a beautiful prayer chair to talk to Jesus, you know, you're not scrambling around to like, where did I put my journal? Where did I put my pen? And so just preparing for that the night before, but also scheduling in these moments of silence with God. And when I realized that I knew very clearly I was supposed to wake up before the kids. I've known this for a long time. And I even started scheduling it into my day. Like, okay, I'm going to go work out. And on the way to work out, I'm going to play the rosary. And uh, then on the days that I don't work out, I'm going to go to the Adoration Chapel. But then, you know, like, in the adjustment to it, I would, um, I'd fall back, hit snooze, and I'd fall back asleep or something. And I started realizing how disobedient that was. You know, like I'm cultivating this relationship with God, my father and with Christ and, and feeling the Holy spirit speaking and moving within me. And I know that that is the voice that is telling me to wake up early and wake up before my children and have the me time. I so desperately crave to allow the peace in my life so that the middle of our day, we're not leaving you know, homeschool is taking a little bit longer time now that we have somebody in fourth grade and we've, you know, we're adding on like sciences and history and things like that. And so 
when I realized that setting my alarm and telling, I mean, telling myself and Christ lives within me, you know, telling myself, like, I'm going to wake up at five tomorrow and I'm going to go to work out on the way to work out and say my rosary. And then rolling over and hitting snooze. That was, that was being disobedient. You know what I mean? Like even something as simple as if I put on my to-do list that today I'm going to fold the laundry and put it away and get the bathrooms clean. And out of my laziness, neglect to do that because I'm scrolling on Instagram or I'm, you know, too busy doing something that I didn't put on my to-do list, that it was essentially being disobedient um, to the promises I made to myself and to God for these things I put on my to-do list for my vocation. Even something as simple as like, because we're going to get back to this Instagram thing, but because I'm scrolling on Instagram and living this life digitally and I'm snapping at my kids and I haven't gotten the things I want to get done today. And then all of a sudden it's dinner time and screw it. We're just going to get pizza. It's like getting, getting takeout is not bad. Getting takeout is not sinful. When it becomes sinful is because it comes out of my laziness and becomes it comes out of my selfishness. Not because like, well, the dryer broke and, you know, the whole day flipped upside down and I had to spend the day fixing it. And because of that, like I didn't have time to make dinner. So therefore we got takeout, like get takeout. Thank God for takeout. Right. But I just was becoming very aware of the moments in my life that I was being disobedient. I've been feeling that with this podcast, like Am I being disobedient by the fact that I'm not posting consistently? Do I need to be posting super consistently? Because sometimes I don't feel things stirring in my soul to speak. And when I don't feel that, it's like, what am I going to do? Get up here and fake it? (laughs) That's not the point of this. Like, I'm not here to make money. I'm not here to make friends or notoriety notoriety or anything. I'm, I'm here to speak when I'm convicted by the Holy Spirit to speak because he will provide the person that needs to hear it. And, um, it's that really just struck me like, Oh crap. When I hit the snooze button, I am literally telling God like, well, my needs are more important than yours. My needs are more important than you telling me what I need. My needs are more important than, you know, my desire for more sleep. Cause like my bed is so gumpy. Why is my bed so gumpy? Oh, my husband's headed home. Headed home to switch with you. What does that mean? Pause. Okay, normally we um, like do this crazy shuffle where like I go to his work and then he takes two of the kids home and I take the other two to jujitsu and like it's like this switcheroo thing and apparently he's just getting to come home early so we don't have to do this whole like shuffling charade thing. But anyways back to what I'm trying, I'm trying to like form a coherent thought, but there are absolutely no, not no notes for this. I am looking at my computer, scrolling this audio I'm recording and I'm just talking my face off. So all of this to say is like, there really is something to be said. If you're being called to maybe, maybe you're feeling extra grumpy. Maybe you're feeling that I don't get any me time in the day and I'm pulled in every direction and there's never enough time to do anything. And We've really been studying about poverty in our Bible study and like poverty of spirit too. And I, I, I kept thinking I have a lot of poverty. I feel like I have a lot of poverty of time. I don't have any time. How can I possibly get all of this crap done? And then I realized God asks us to give even out of our poverty. 
you know, so when you have nothing, he still asks you to give. So, you know, if you have nothing but a handful of coins to your name, he still asks you to give. So if I'm saying I have no time, he still asked me to give us, give me his time. And when I did that, I felt spiritually more alive. I felt like waking up and giving God my time. And I even, my husband kind of checked me on this and I, I don't know if this was wrong or not, but I even on the days where I'm tired, I'm kind of like, all right, Jesus, you asked me to do this 530 thing. You asked me to wake up at five and be at the chapel at 530. You asked me to wake up, you know, sustain this, bud. Like I need, I need you to sustain me on these days that I'm tired. And my husband was like, oh, careful with that bargaining with God. And it's, I, I don't think it's bargaining. I think it's just, that is more like I'm being obedient. So please, Lord, guide me, you know, guide me, give me a little bit of strength today to get through this day where I feel tired. And honestly, it took me about a week, it took me a week of waking up early and getting my life and my day. And I feel like giving God the time that I thought I didn't even have allowed me, allowed him to, um, bring so much fruit from that. I've, I'm more productive during the day. I have also given up social media and news. That's a huge life and time suck that nobody wants to admit. Um, but I honestly don't know if I want it back. Like, it's hard. I don't know. Anyways, we're just... The world has taken silence from us and then like is trying to sell it back to us at a premium. You know, like, well, if you want silence, you need to go on a retreat. If you want silence, you need to, you know, put all your kids in Mother's Day out so that you can have some time to breathe. This is my, you know, the point of view that the things that I've said to myself if you want silence, it's because your kids are so noisy and loud and they won't give you silence. It's like kids are noisy and loud, but am I making any space for silence when it's actually possible? Like when I'm in the car by myself and I'm driving somewhere, I don't need to always put on a podcast or something like I can just be silent. When I'm alone waking up in the morning, I can just be silent. And so I don't know the, the, concept of stopping and realizing like where your is your poverty and the amount of time you have in a day because my sleep has gotten significantly better. I'm going to bed at nine o'clock every night, which sounds crazy. Like what adult goes to bed at nine o'clock at night? But in reality, like biologically, that's what we're supposed to do because it's dark outside. <laughs> so let's go to bed when it's dark outside and you're supposed to wake up when the sun comes up. And I don't know, it's just been so fruitful. And so really I just got on here to speak that and kind of maybe, maybe something about maybe God's calling you to something in obedience and you not doing it out of selfishness is somehow disobedience to God because you know that God has put something on your heart and it's very individualistic. Like this is not like doctrine in the church. This is like, what am I convicted to do because God's put something on my heart and because I'm not doing it, there is something sinful about that. You know what I mean? Um, or maybe you feel like, oh yeah, I'm really short-tempered. I feel like I can get nothing done in the day. There's no silence in my life. I'm going crazy. Maybe 
waking up before everybody and giving your life the space to have silence. There's no silence in this world. So if you think you're going to get silence when the kids wake up, like what a crazy person I am to think that. So I don't know, maybe did you, did you get anything out of this? (laughs) Was I just rambling? Probably. Does anybody even listen to this podcast? I don't know. It is really nice when I get emails or DMs on Instagram or something where somebody's like, Hey, I listened to a few people have said recently episode 66, which was just a few episodes ago that they listened to it and it gave them clarity or peace or convicted them or something. And those are the moments where I'm like, yep, yep. Okay. This is, this is good. I'm supposed to be doing this. There's fruit coming from this. Not that everything has to bear fruit or bear fruit immediately, but it's just a really nice reminder that talking to myself, that people actually do listen to this at some point in time and that there's beauty in that. So anyways, come find me on Instagram, which I'm really not on, but you can still DM me. I'm getting that to my, like, I set it up so that I get the DMs through the meta business manager on Facebook. Um, so I can check the DMs without actually opening social media. And that way I'm not scrolling or looking at stories or anything like that. Um, so you can find me at Heather Yar, Y-A-R-R with an underscore on Instagram or, um, Holy Hot Mess Podcast on Instagram. You can also DM me there. And then the website is holyhotmess.net. And my email is holyhotmessmom at gmail.com. So if you ever want to like, I'm struggling with something, I need help, I want insight, or this really touched me, thank you for this. Um, Something you want to talk about, just shoot me some sort of message and let me know. And um, I'd love to chat with you. This episode is over, but you can head over to holyhotmess.net and get any of the links or show notes for anything we talked about today. You can also head over to Instagram and find me at Heather Yar. That's Y-A-R-R underscore. So we can chat and be friends.